Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want us to look into South Africa's food security conditions, but at a very high level uh, as a way to give a nod to October 16th, which is the World Food Day. Now, World Food Day is really a celebration of the founding of the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization in 1945. But I think it's very important for us who are in agriculture and in a food, fiber, and beverages industry because the day provides an opportunity for us to reflect on food security conditions. But if you are a researcher, then you can look at your country relative to other countries and say, how is everyone doing in as far as food security conditions, agricultural production, as well as the areas of improvement so that we can continuously see livelihoods being better in the countries that we are in and really just globally. And now my comment today will focus then in South Africa. Uh, and this is a theme that I've written about in, in the business day and the other forums where it's just looking at South Africa's agricultural conditions and the food security conditions. But I think to frame it with the global context, it is better perhaps to start off by saying what are some of the measures can one look at to get a sense of where their countries stack up when you think about the global food security ladder. And one of the uh, indexes that many people use is the Global Food Security Index by The Economist. And in this index, in 2022, South Africa was ranked as 59th most food secure country out of 113 countries. Now, from a sub-Saharan Africa context, South Africa was the most food secure uh, country in the region. In Africa, it was the second most food secure after Morocco. And 2022 was an improvement from 2021 because in 2021, South Africa was ranked at number 70. Uh, so it had improved uh, in uh, 2022. Now, one can argue and say, but what is this index? What, are, what exactly are we measuring? What are some of the important sub-indices that it encompasses? It is a composite index. And some of the sub-indices, to name just four important ones, it looks at food affordability, food availability, quality and safety, and sustainability and adoption. These again, uh, these are aspects that formulate even the definition of what do we mean when we think about food security. It's really these uh, broad aspects of it. And, and the one that carries a larger weighting on these indexes is actually the, the affordability. It weighs um, roughly above affordability and availability together. These sub-indexes, they weigh roughly two-thirds of the total index. And in this, South Africa is doing reasonably well. It is in affordability where the country actually regressed a bit in 2022. And of course, this was overshadowed by improvements in the other um, uh, sub-indices. Hence, we saw that improvement from number 70 to 59 in that global food security ladder that has about 113 countries. Now, the, 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 the regression a little bit or the decline in the index by seven points in 2022 in affordability is not a surprise necessarily because many people have been complaining and, and, and seeing uh, food price inflation being uh, quite a challenge. I mean, 
2022, South Africa's consumer food price inflation averaged 9.5% from 6.5% in 2021. And the years before that, we saw much moderate pace of inflation. So it was, it's been tough a uh, few years. And even in this year, if you were to look just in the first half of the year, um, uh, food price inflation. In fact, I could say, look at the first eight months of this year, food price inflation in South Africa averaged at 12.2%, which is why many people are talking a lot and complaining about food price since they are not imagining things. Um, uh, prices have really been slightly elevated. But I think the most important thing we have to appreciate is that this is not unique to South Africa. We've seen uh, much higher rates of food inflation in other countries across the world. So it's been a global challenge. But in South Africa, it then gets to be much more acute given that we have a large part of our population that is unemployed and there is no income in a number of households. So any upside adjustments on prices, it gets to be felt more acutely by South Africans. So which is why um, there's been all of this agitation that one sees even in social media and elsewhere about food prices. But the drive are global phenomena not unique to South Africa. And if I could speak very briefly about those, and, and I've discussed them in other podcast uh, segment, it's the issues of drought in South America in the early years, for example, in 2019-20 season and throughout the past four seasons, uh, South America, particularly Brazil and Argentina, have been struggling with drought. And those countries are very important in global grain production. About 14% of global maize is produced there. Half of global soybeans is produced there. So when there is a drought and a decline in supplies, you see it reflected on prices. And the second part has been China. China is a major buyer of soybeans um, and the other grains, and they've been importing a lot over the past few years. And that strong demand from China is added in an environment where there was already constrained supply because of what's happening in South America. And you can add then on top of that the supply chain disruptions because of COVID-19 um, and some countries really blocking exports temporarily in the early stages of, of COVID-19, like India, Kazakhstan, uh, Vietnam, and later on, the in the Black Sea. These are all of the aspects that have pushed up global food prices in general. And of course, we know now that um, things have moderated. If you look at the global food price um, index that is done by the FAO, which is uh, the organization that we're celebrating or or remembering its founding on October 16th, uh, 1945, they have their, they publish monthly a global food price index and it has come down from the level, for example, where you had peaked in March 2022, it's down now 24% from there. And if you were to look at it in September, it was down by 11% from September 2022. So there is some bit of improvement that is, that is that is happening. There's a number of things that are driving that deceleration in global agricultural prices in general, which we could speak about in other podcasts, but they... They, they, they reflect the improvement in the supplies and the fact that uh, even though the, the Black Sea grain deal is no longer in place now, but the supplies in general have much more improved in the world, which is why you're seeing this. But I, I'll make another 
uh, uh, segment where we will discuss uh, the, the issues that are, glo- uh, are driving global grain prices in general on that. But the point is that here, it is clear what has been driving prices last year. And South Africa is a small open economy and anything that happens in global grain prices or global agricultural prices you see it reflected in our country which is why then the prices have increased but i think broadly the message in this segment is that south africa sits well in the uh, global food price index at a national level but when you look at a household level we have serious problems about food insecurity we are food secure at a national level and food insecure at a household level and i think that has a lot to do with the income challenges in south africa and this are higher unemployment that we're seeing as a country which is why many people might have seen us uh, continuously talking about the need for agriculture uh, production expansion job creation agro-processing it is in recognition of the challenges that is there and we are looking around searching for sectors of the economy that can actually lead to better growth and job creation so which is why agriculture is always on top of mind and the agricultural prospects and what it can do for job creation is something that was looked at in as far back as 2012 in the ndp in the treasury paper in 2019 in 2022 agriculture and agro-processing master plan and even my new book a country of two agriculture speaks about the possibilities of growth in the sector and what needs to be done to see inclusive growth in agriculture and the provinces that carry the potential are also the ones that where food insecurity is more acute. Limpopo, KZN, which is Guazulu Natal and the Eastern Cape are some of those provinces. And there's a number of interventions that are needed. Some are from a land reform perspective, bringing the former homelands into full production and the government-owned land reform, transfer of title deeds and all innovative things, effective blended finance scheme, enhancement of government and commodity organization partnerships with extension officers, investments in network industries, ports infrastructure improvements, state laboratory improvements. So there's a number of things that can be uh, can be put in place to effectively get the agriculture sector going. And I would say people should go and check out my, my new book, A Country of Two Agricultures, because I do reflect and synthesize some of the important policies that have already been drafted to say in today's environment, how are those policies applicable and what should we be doing going forward? But I think I shouldn't end this podcast without highlighting that, yes, I've premised my discussion on the Global Food Security Index of the Economist. But of course, like any other index, uh, these indexes are always subjective um, and they don't really uh, fully eliminate the author's judgment onto this. They may have their own shortcomings, but the point was not to evaluate the rigor rigor of the index per se, but rather to premise the discussion and what one um, uh, is looking at. There is a write-up of all of these things um, that that I've said on this podcast. I'll put it up. Uh, I've put the full piece in in my blog. And the description for my blog is in the link of this uh, podcast, so you can read up carefully about all of these aspects. But I thought for today, since we we, we, we just celebrated the World Food Day, uh, we should just have a segment that speaks about where South Africa stands. We have a lot more work uh, ahead of us. Many South Africans are in poverty. Over 6 million South Africans um, are in deep poverty. So th- there's a lot of work that is, that is needed. And agriculture can play a role in reducing that hardship in many communities. Um, and, and some ideas are there in a country of two agricultures, the book. Thank you for listening, folks. 
Um, I'll come back next week with another segment which will look at, at various aspects. I may actually be discussing something that is outside of our continent. In China, there are interesting developments there revolving the genetically modified crop. Um, there are certain varieties that we approved last week. They have implications for global grain prices and, uh, and, and of course, for countries like us who are net exporters of grains, about what competition we could be facing. Um, I may speak about that, but we'll see. Uh, I will put the, the, the podcast up uh, on Monday next week. But thanks for listening to, to this segment.